Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome, everybody, back to the Homeschool CPA Podcast. This is your host, Carol Topp, and I'm recording this podcast March 20th, 2020, the end of the first week of social distancing here in the United States with um, our schools closed. Here in Ohio, our restaurants have been closed, and we have all been told to stay home. And so um, our homeschool programs have also been closed kind of a crisis that came upon us suddenly. And I have with me uh, two homeschool leaders, um, Doreen Browning, who moderates the IMA homeschool group leader Facebook group with me, and Jamie Buckland from Classical Program Consultant. And, and we're going to talk about some of these issues that face homeschool leaders during this time of crisis when our programs have been canceled, we've been told to stay home and um, isolate ourselves in order to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So welcome, ladies. Thanks so much for taking your time to encourage and help other leaders during this very difficult time we're all going through. Thank you, Carol. Sure. It's, yeah, thank you for having us. It's, it's going to be great to get this out and hopefully equip some homeschooling group leaders who are feeling a little bit of stress right now. They sure are. And I have to say, it's the end of the first week, really, basically, where I've been isolated. And, and I'm dealing with it a whole lot better than I was at the beginning of the week. But we don't know how long this will last. So we'll see. We'll see how we are in like a couple more weeks. I want to talk about how this, this crisis, this uh, COVID-19 and the social distancing and the isolation and things like that was, was very difficult for homeschool leaders to make the tough decision about canceling their program. I remember what I, I, I just maybe no more than two weeks, maybe only 10 days ago, I put something out on the Facebook page, I am a homeschool group leader Facebook page, that I think it was Washington State that started and said no gatherings in more than 250. And I put out a message like, is that affecting any of you? Are your homeschool groups more than 250 people? And it was limited at that point to Washington State. Who who knew it was going to get down to 100 people, then 50 people? And sometimes some state and local areas are telling no groups bigger than 10 people. So who knew it was going to happen and happen so fast? But let's talk about make just making difficult decisions in general, but in particular about closing your program. So, Jamie, I'm going to start with you because you were running Appalachian Classical Academy and how did you make that difficult decision about what you needed to do? Well, uh, West Virginia, which is where you're at, is one of the last states that had a case of the coronavirus. So tell us about your decision-making process. Sure. So we were scheduled to meet this past Tuesday, the 17th, and we made the decision to go ahead and close the Thursday before that just to close for this coming Tuesday. And we were already scheduled for a break this coming week, the week of the 20th or whatever, whatever's coming up. Today's the 20th. So we knew it wasn't, it didn't feel like too big of an issue because it was just going to be for that one day and then we could reassess this coming week. And I think a lot of programs were running into that maybe already, um, especially, you know, even colleges, they already had their spring break. So it didn't feel too heavy to have to make that decision for the one day. But for us, West Virginia was the last day to have the test, but 
having been um, kind of privy to some information, we knew that it was really more the lack of available tests for those who were ill than it was just no one feeling any symptoms. So we knew that there probably were cases out there. And Mm. I think for us, you know, I contacted our advisory council first, which is kind of the protocol that we have at ACA, um, Appalachian Classical Academy. So I contacted the five ladies who serve on the advisory council and the board liaison who is a, she's a board member and on the advisory council. And I discussed with them, do we really need to meet? And all of the tutors agreed that there were one or two classes that are really dependent on instruction and we could do those via or via the Zoom webinar. So we just felt like the best thing to do to be proactive was to go ahead and cancel for Tuesday. Hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about how to stay connected with things like Zoom, but that's that's interesting. And so so you went to these five women. Tell me how you did that. Was that email or did you set up a conference call? It was just, we have a text thread. It, it just seems to be the easiest way is just to text. And one of them, one was like, I think we're good. You know, we are only about 35 people in our full group, including tutors and students. So, and we had one family that was going to be traveling. And so we, you know, we were kind of like, well, we're small, so we could go ahead and meet. And it really was mm-hmm. a, a balance of trying to decide, are we at risk yet? Is it too soon? Is this over the top? And I think most people are experiencing that. I like how you changed the question instead of should we cancel to do we need to meet? Yeah, because I I think that when you have big decisions like this that kind of feel like it's a lot of weight, you know, when you say no to something, you're always saying yes to something else, vice versa. So we we tried to look at is it worth that is it worth that risk you know is this something that we actually need to do and try to weigh out the benefits that would be worth the risk. That's true, and a lot of a lot of decisions that homeschool leaders need to make. Doreen, uh, as you and I read uh, the post over at the I am a homeschool group leader Facebook group, what kind of What kind of things, what kind of advice did you give to leaders there about making a decision like this? One of the things that I was concerned about, which Jamie mentioned, was the lack of testing and not really having an accurate picture of what could be going on in the community because of the lack of testing. What I advocated for people was to go ahead and make the decision for the safety of all of the families, the, ch- the parents, the children in your group, and make that decision early on and go ahead and get planning so that you can get something else in place. That was pretty much my advice. Yeah. And my advice would be, I, you know, I just kind of sit back sometimes and let people talk because sometimes the best advice comes up without me jumping in, which is great. Mm-hmm. But uh, to do exactly what Jamie did, which is to turn to her, her board. She calls it an advisory board. Some people just have a working board. This is when a board is needed to make these difficult decisions. Consensus is helpful to get other people's opinions. Um, not it, a, No leader should carry this burden on her own, his or her own shoulders. 
the board is meant to carry it together. And you feel so much better when you can take large decisions like this to a board of people, right? I would agree with that. And I think sometimes leaders feel that responsibility for, I've got to make this decision and it has to be right. I can't make a mistake on this. So having that board together to help you weigh the pros and cons, what's going to be the impact of making these decisions is vital. Well, I think there's a a distribution to the possible pushback that you'll get if that's the right term to use. Not, you know, especially with homeschoolers, and I, I say this with the most endearment, but homeschooling parents are used to running their own shows. And so sometimes when they come into community, they are sacrificing a little bit of autonomy. They're sacrificing a little bit of freedom when they come in and they join a community. So when someone starts making decisions for them, that can create stress and frustration for each individual homeschool. And so you're not, you can't please everyone, and you're going to have some who feel like you're overreacting, and you'll have some who feel like, why didn't we do this sooner? You know, you just can't please everyone. And so by allowing it to be a board decision, there's so much wisdom in that because you're, you're distributing the possible pushback on that that, look, we discussed this. This wasn't a flippant, impulsive decision by one person. We approached this with care, with prayer, and we came to this conclusion. Whether it was to meet or to not meet, then you can allow the parents to then make their own decisions. I even say that when we cancel for weather. Look, we're going to meet but I trust you to make the decision for yourself. I don't need to make it for you. Same thing when their children are sick. Look, you know your your child. Should you come to community today or should you not? So I think it is a relationship of trusting the board and the leadership and then trusting parents and adults to make their own informed decisions. And don't you think it was helpful that the government uh, requirements took some of that pushback Off our shoulders, if you will. I remember there was a leader, more than one, on the Facebook page, and she'd say, we made the announcement, got a little bit of pushback. Another leader would say, two days later, because her government, her local government, had said no groups larger than 10 or 50 or whatever the benchmark was at the time. She's like, I got no pushback. You know, the difference two days made Mm -hmm. in, granted, different parts of the country, but that, you know, it makes a difference when we're trying to realize the severity of this. I will point out that being in community requires cooperation, and and sometimes we're not good at practicing that. I mean, you know, homeschool groups are frequently called generically co-ops. Well, that means something. You know, we're supposed to cooperate with each other. And like you said, Jamie, I'm going to repeat what you said, but try to trust the leadership that they were not making these decisions. And tell your leaders, dear leaders, tell your people that. Sometimes they forget. We are the homeschool parents, too. This affects us, too. We made this thinking of you all, the greater good. And that's one thing that leaders are very different than the um, than the members. They are thinking of the greater good for the whole group, not just what affects my family. Okay, so to, to wrap up this little uh, mini, uh, podcast episode here, I want to touch on one last thing. We're going to have more big decisions like this coming, aren't we, ladies? As as maybe, and we don't know when, hopefully four to six weeks from now, 
as some of these restrictions are lifted, uh, leaders are going to have to decide when they are going to resume. Uh, are they going to reopen their, their programs or, or are they going to start soft with maybe a field trip or something like that? Are they going to have a get-together? Is it, it, let's talk about what kind of big decisions are still to be made and, and how groups should be doing that, future decisions. Yeah, I think for us, what we're looking at, um, because like I said, we'll be on break this coming week, and so we're really looking at April 1st would be the next possible day that we'll need to make that decision. And so the first factor that I will probably consider the easiest will be the leadership of the facility that we use, the church building that we use. You know, they may feel like they're still placing a restriction on the use of their facility. So that would be the first, that would be easy for us <laughs> if they say yes or no. If they were to say yes, you can come back, then of course I'll have to go to the advisory council. And it is a unique situation, as it often is with homeschoolers, in that we don't have to operate typically just as a, you know, using the school system as a model. So if these bans start to be lifted, then it may be easier for a school of 400 students to say, no, we're not, you know, revening, we're not coming back into the class. But for us, it's going to be unique because, again, you have 30 people. Can we come back in? Yeah. Who has maybe yeah. had it at this point and who hasn't? So there will be some yeah. factors that we'll have to look at. And then, again, do we need to meet? Is it worth it or can we hold off another week? Doreen, do you have any insights think, on the future decisions? Well, I'm thinking part of it is going to be heavily dependent. I know you're going to do another podcast on staying connected, but part of it is going to be heavily heavily dependent on how long this goes on and how connected parents, the members, and the leaders in the co-op stay. If the leadership is staying connected with one another, then they may be all ready to start up, but will they have members then that are are ready to come back? If a if a group can stay connected in some manner, have some cohesion and sense of identity as a group, then I think that it will be easier for them um, if the environment is conducive to it, like Jamie said, the facility and you know whatever restrictions that we have later, I think they'll have an easier time of coming back together. For some groups, it could be like starting from scratch. There could be a time, depending on how long this goes on, there could be a time of reexamination of my values as a homeschool parent and my purpose and what we want to do. Do we want to remain in the co-op or the uh, support group that we're in? They may be examining those kinds of things for the future too. So, so I think it could go both ways. It could just be a jump start, a restart, if you will, of, of what's going on, or what, what was going on in your, in your cooperative group, or it could be a complete start all over from the beginning. Oh, excellent, excellent point. Yeah, well, let's wrap up this one by thanking you and letting folks know to listen to the next podcast episode where we will talk a little bit on what Doreen touched about, about staying connected when we are isolated. So thanks, ladies. We'll take a little pause and come back and keep talking to you and learning from you. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Top here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.